Soap, soap is back. Um, did you miss me? Soap misses you guys. <laughs> soap miss you guys. Well, I miss you too, motherfucker. Shit. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, because the soap miss you. I miss you guys. No, really. Take a shower, take a shower, cause cause soap misses your stinking asses. <laughs> I know. The game needs me. So to get going, and now before I get into a mud, into the mud, I'd like to send a big shout out to Shaka Nulu for the cash out donation. Woo! Yeah. Hey, it is I, the mighty, the mighty. The mighty, the mighty, mighty soap. You've not seen nothing like the mighty soap. Hey there, red pill, black pill, brother. <laughs> We're in the bucket where we have fun. We let loose. We speak the red pill and even the black pill, true. This episode might offend. Episode might offend. Shit. This episode might offend even my ardent supporters and friends, but it's promised I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Huh? Now, why do I stop caring? You know, well, it's because I can, stupid. Well, check to see if you're subscribed and your notifications are on. All oh, damn it. Take the time. <laughs> D Man's got the link in the moving chat. You know what I'm saying? They they got yeah, just they got my link in the chat. If you want to listen to me on Odyssey right now, I'm on YouTube right now. You know what I'm saying? We chilling, we doing the thing, and um, shit. Who knows? There might be a surprise at the second half of the show. You know what I'm saying? And when that does happen, when we start to getting into some really raw shit, that's when I go on over to Odyssey and do my thing. Do my thing. Yeah, woo! <laughs> well, so as you already know, I already upload the playback on BitChewedOdysseyMigTow.tv and the audio-only version on Anchor and other podcast sites like Spotify and all that other shit. So, do-do-do, watch my show. Do-do-do, watch because I'm so, do-do-do. I'm a nice guy. Do-do-do, kick him in the nads. Do-do-do, spinning sidekick. Do-do-do, 
That's a running joke. Do do do. Slinky soap in the bucket. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Special announcements. Well, I said that already. <laughs> yeah. The contributions to the show. Well, brothers, it's been a long, long, long two weeks, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Like today, like after the stream, there's going to be a carnival in town. And boy, oh boy, Soap wants you to go. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go play. Soap is going, boy. Woo. Yeah. Who in the audience loves going to the carnival? Shit. View sure is nice where I am. I could see the Ferris wheel from here. Well, speaking of fun, I did see that Top Gun flick, the new one, and it was a nostalgic trip that played out like a good old heist film, like they were just planning a job. I'm not going to spoil too much of the shit. I mean, it's kind of like those black and white heist films, you know what I'm saying, where they plan out the heist, you know, kind of like the older Ocean's Eleven, you know, something like that, you know. Um... What is the other shit? But it, it not quite. It still had a little Top Gun going on to it. You know, says a great deal about teamwork and brotherhood and all of that. I did see some generational bonding there. Not bad. I have some. I have some additional good news too to all those brothers that are going their own way. Um, yeah, you might want to say here that the um no go ahead let's just go ahead and say it the so-called feminine mystique is dead <laughs> and don't think it only affects b-dubs my man because strags can be karens and karens can be strags and because there's some gray area when you're around here in america and speaking of karens and strags oh shit i gotta pull up the fucking articles oh boy here we go go here to the stupid thing but before i get into all of that gynocentric fuckery we're gonna talk about something called the the monkey pot yeah the who's gonna rename it because they think it's oasis all right but before i get into that let me get on some comments so Chris Mitchell is here, big up, and my man Hidden's here. I miss you guys. I miss you guys. And they call them fairs. Yeah, they still call them fairs here as well, but it's more or less when it's a county type of a thing or a state type of a thing here in America, a county fair or a state fair, much like that, you know, shit like that. And um, Hemi was here, or is probably still here, which is pretty cool. And um, I'll uh, go ahead and get into this freaking stupid, stupid, stupid story that I don't want to get into. And there's a bug in the studio that I need to kill here pretty soon. But I'll go ahead and read it, because they, they, they want to rename it. Stupid people. You already know this, probably. Yeah, because they want to eliminate the stigma, oasis, and sexist to a to an extent, because you know, yeah, that that type of virus does affect mostly the alphabet community. And so 
it, you know, it's kind of like it start is getting it start kind of like how the uh, HIV and AIDS epidemic of the early 80s did. And so, um, you know, fast forward to now. We got this thing called pox, and um, this is what the World Health Organization has to say about this bullshit. So let me see. The World Health Organization will officially rename monkeypox in light of concerns about stigma and racism surrounding the virus, which has affected over 1,600 people in more than two dozen countries. Okay, that was way less than the you know what <laughs> that happened two years ago so keep it going countries infected over 1,600 people in more than two dozen countries Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus the WHO's director general announced Tuesday morning that the organization is working with partners and experts from around the world on changing the name of monkeypox virus its claims and the disease it causes he said the group will make announcements about the new names as soon as possible. More than 30 international scientists said last week that the monkeypox label is discriminatory and stigmatizing, and there's an urgent need to rename it. The current name doesn't fit with the guidelines that recommend avoiding geographic regions and animal names, a spokesperson said. Kind of makes sense. Said. Proposal echoes a similar controversy that erupted when the WHO moved quickly to rename SARS COV2 after people around the world referred to it as the China or Wuhan virus in the absence of an official designation. China. <laughs> I just had to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Here we go. Designation. The actual animal source of monkeypox. Stupid monkeypox. Oh, shit. My reader ain't working. The actual animal source of monkeypox, which has been found in a wide variety of mammals, remains unknown. Okay. In the context of the current global outbreak, though, continued reference to and nomenclature of this virus being African is not only inaccurate, but is also discriminatory and stigmatizing. The scientist group said in a letter online. Bullshit. All right. Now, the who without um Int Whistle and um and motherfucking what's his name? Townsend and 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 Keith Moon, he's no longer with us. And um who's that one guy that does the lead singing? Um, I forgot. But anyway, the who <laughs> is consulting experts on orthopox viruses a family to which the monkeypox belongs on more appropriate names a spokesperson said other disease names that run counter to the guidelines include swine flu according to joint recommendations from the who uh, the world organization for animal health and the food and agricultural organization of the united nations so you know there's some goofy shit afoot um going on here to say that the monkeypox has been, you know, prevalent in Central Africa for decades, but cases 
um, West Africa too. But cases have primarily been associated with spillover from animals rather than human transmission. In past outbreaks outside the African countries, such as in the United States in 2003, cases were linked to contact with animals carrying the virus or travel to regions where it's endemic. While it is still unclear how monkeypox entered humans in the current outbreak, the virus has been spread through close, intimate contact. Butt sex. <laughs> uh, let's just keep it real. But but uh, soap can't say that because it's Pride Month. Ooh, ooh, soap, you're gonna get in trouble. You gonna be in trouble for saying that. Ooh. And then Beijing moved to increase testing after a Charlie 19 outbreak tied to a nightclub. So they were going out partying and and this shit happens. The outbreak has infected at least 183 people in 15 districts. Uh, yeah, so what? Okay, now to the markets. Oil futures ended higher Monday with prices soaring in their first gain in three sessions after a renewed rise in uh, Charlie 19 cases in China. And last week's hotter-than-expected U.S. inflation reading pulled prices to their lowest intraday level in almost, in almost a week. Price action. All right. West Texas intermediate crude for July delivery rose by 26 cents or 2.2% to settle at $120.93 a barrel. Whereas, where is it now? The WTI is now at 109 at the time of this recording and Brent crude is at, and that's um, England. That's another indicator. WTI, like they had mentioned, that's $109 and 56. Whereas, you know, there's a, it's $113 and 58 cents over in England. Um, so there's that bullshit. Yes, that is correct. Hidden. It is Roger Daltrey. <laughs> you know, it is Walter Daltrey. He is from the Who. From the Who. All right, now back to the story because I got to do my show. Okay, so August Brent crude and the global benchmark added twenty six cents, or you know, two percent, point two percent, or one hundred and twenty two dollars and twenty seven cents a barrel on Ice Futures Europe after a one hundred eighteen dollar and ninety three cent low. WTI and Brent touched their lowest intraday levels since June 7th on Monday. Prices for both benchmarks hit three-month highs last week. They hit three-month highs because, you know, China is China reopened itself, but then the, the bullshit that happened earlier with this nightclub thing has probably gotten China back to lockdowns and concerns that they'll lock down more cities because of this uptick, as well as the stock market getting blown the fuck up obliterated on rising interest rate expectations it'll hurt the outlook for energy demand leading to losses in oil prices early monday phil flynn senior market analyst at the price futures group told the market watch however concerns over further lockdowns in china appeared to ease monday afternoon and the focus for traders flipped back to tight supply another fucking indicator is the um the issue with okay the the war in Ukraine and all of that goofy shit. And yeah, it's, it's still going on. It's still around doing its thing. 
Um, there's another thing, too, tied to it as well. Oh, yes, that's right. The Fed's announcement back on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, those sneaky fuckers. I mean, they're neither fish nor fowl owned by private banks. I'm preaching to the choir here. You guys already know. So there's that shit. Now, guys, if you were not in, and, you know, you don't have to take my motherfucking advice. Slight disclaimer. You don't have to take that from me. But if you are in crypto right now, Get the fuck out. Inflation ain't going nowhere, boo-boo. Ain't going nowhere. Ork County VA. I think they mean York County. (laughs) Ork County. Are there some orcs over there in in Virginia? I don't know, but let's see here. This is some gynocentric fuckery that I'm going to get into for a minute, but let me end it right here on this market shit. All right, so the market is um, getting fucked up, obliterated on all sides. You know, people are, you know, back to panic buying. And some are doing their 4th of July shopping early before prices rise again. Um, I have, you know, no problem with that. But shit, you know, I get to watch this shit go down in real time as the supply increases. And... In a strange and funny way, we are kind of propping up demand, and that's that's not cool either. But, you know, we're basically just hanging in there until until the until the food shortages and price controls come down from the government. There was also a point seventy five percent increase in the um, in the uh, interest rates by the Fed. Um, Janet Yellen is going to be on her way out. That's the treasury secretary and, um, shit, they may get pals ass out of there too. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, these guys, these boomers are way in over their heads, man. And, um, pretty, they pretty much don't know what they're doing. I mean, and then in a political nature, you know, Biden's like the, the the feeble motherfucker that thinks he's the baddest dude in a whole bar, you know. It's yeah. It, it, and this one guy told it said it was kind of like a a a the drunk dude talking shit, getting held back in the bar. You know where motherfuckers do they shit, talk they shit. You know what I'm saying? Before a fight goes down, and there's that drunk motherfucker that thinks he's bad just because he's being held back. Yeah, that's pretty much Biden right now. And you motherfuckers already know it. So, uh, yeah, you boys watching the markets and, uh, you know, commodities are where they need to be. And, you know, they they've went down just a little bit. But that usually happens. You know, that I can understand happening because of the way that the the market is moving at this point. I mean, there's one big fast swath of going down all across the board. My watch list has went down. Everybody else's has. But I'm not too much in that big of a worry, really. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, in that regard, the can is kicked down the road for another three months or two months from now. Or, you know, once the summer is over and shit and we'll see what's going on there. 
But um, on the markets, man, stay on your P's and Q's, but keep on with uh, what you're doing. Speaking of markets, but Elon news. <laughs> I got some but Elon. Elon is furious. Elon is mad. Maybe he should grease these goons. Maybe he should go home. Maybe he should build another spaceship. Maybe he should turn himself into a cyborg. <laughs> but Elon... Tesla CEO is angry at federal move that he says benefits premium electric vehicle makers rivals. Elon Musk is angry. His detractors will see a lack of fair play while his fans will give him reason. Before getting to the reason for his anger, it should be noted that for more than a decade, from 2003 to almost 2013, the billionaire and Tesla guy, the reports, got pushed hard for the adoption of the electric vehicles despite mockery from rivals and skepticism from financial markets and consumers. Translation, there are other automakers, but who the fuck gives a shit about electric cars right now? We need to put food on the motherfucking table. We need to keep shoes on our feet. We need to keep our place to stay. Rents are going up. We need to get food to eat. You know what I'm saying? Shit is about to get real. If it hasn't already for some of you across the nation. Now, when I just looked at my gas prices, see, I'm in South Dakota. Cheapest cost of living in the nation. Proud of that distinction. And it's sitting at, um, I seen it this week as low as four. 45, I want to say, and as high as 460, but that was at the beginning of the week, you know, so it's went down just a bit. Back to the story, though. Musk and Tesla had, however, found an ear at the White House in the person of Barack Obama, newly elected in 2008. Obama set an ambitious goal of putting 1 million advanced technology vehicles on the road by 2015, which would reduce the dependence on foreign oil and lead to a reduction in oil consumption of about 750 million barrels through 2030. And we're about seven years away from that at the time of this recording. Uh, Obama proposed to transform this existing $7,500 federal tax credit for electric vehicles into a rebate that would be available to all consumers immediately at the point of sale. Tesla, which was one of the few vehicles, full, full vehicle, um, one of the few vehicle ma- manufacturers to develop only vehicles, took full advantage of this aid. But that tax credit was to start disappearing once the automaker had sold its 200,000, 200,000 <laughs> qualifying. The credit was first to be reduced to $3,750, then to half again. And finally, the aid was to disappear over a period of time. Tesla sold its 200,000th vehicle in 2018, and the credit fully expired at the end of 2019. It's a big deal, um, as this goes on to say. But for many Austin, Texas-based companies' competitors, the tax credit still applies in full. This is the case, for example, of the Ford Mustang Mach-E, the F-150 Lightning pickup truck, the electric version of the best-selling F-150, the Lucid Air Sedan from the Lucid Group, 
the murder Mercedes. I was about to say murder Mercedes Benz, <laughs> the Mercedes Benz EV EQS, the Porsche Taken, the R1T pickups, and the R1S SUVs from Rivian. I've never heard of that automaker. And Volkswagen ID4. And Volkswagen was in some trouble behind his vehicles, too. You can find all of this bullshit going on here. But I'm going to keep going on here, skip through this article. To show that he was angry at this federal tax credit that he considers unfair, Musk renewed his criticisms of the show on the social network of Twitter. The something that he was supposed to buy. The buyers of competing electric cars receive a $7,500 tax credit, but Tesla does not. Uh, the billionaire repeated thereby making this company a victim. Oh, you could tell that this came from his opposition. This whole fucking article was, um, you know, propaganda, if you really look at it here. Um, I don't see why they're going after him. Yeah, I do see why they're going after him because of the you know, the threat to buy Twitter. But really, as I said in other shows, that he was only doing the shit to save his own fucking company. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was only what he was doing this shit for. You know? I mean, like, what the fuck? Oh, boy. And uh, back to this government shit, as far as uh, the uh, politics and things go, I'm starting to notice a big old riff, a fucking ravine, if you will, that is within the Republican Party. There are the establishmentarians, you know, some of them trad cucks that are on the side of the turtle, Mitch McConnell. and But on the other side, there are the fucking, um, you know, the... Uh, the uh, purveyors of Trump. So it's basically um, never orange man. And then there's uh, pro orange man forces within the party. You're also seeing some, you know, um, a few of these um, as they're called rhinos in that January 6th bullshit. When you saw Liz Cheney, which is on her way out, trying to get her last moment of blazing glory and whatnot. And then you got this Adam Kinzinger dude, you know what I'm saying, which he himself could be on his way out also. And um, this is uh, one of many fucking articles that prove this riff. I'm going to get this shit read aloud here. Just a moment. Mitch McConnell and Kimberly Guilfoyle. Photo illustration by Salon slash Getty Images. Yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Donald Trump JRS fiance on Thursday accused Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, RKY, of waging a smear campaign against former Missouri Governor Eric Reitens, who is running to represent the state in the U.S. Senate. The attack came this week in an email blast by Guilfoyle, Reitens' campaign chair, who alleged that the Senate Minority Leader made a backdoor deal to try and have Reitens removed. All right. Billy Long says Mitch McConnell wanted him to drop out of the race. Hashtag Mosinpic.twitter.com slash for W9IHK9H8W. Oh, shit. KCMO Talk Radio at Kotak Radio. McConnell has gone to unimaginable lengths to keep a mega warrior like Eric from winning the one seat. We need to take back the 50 to 50 Senate, she explained. 
He even launched a smear campaign targeting Eric's children. When the establishment employs the exact same tactics as the radical left, enough is enough. Related, Missouri GOP candidate Eric Breeden's wife submits photos and evidence backing physical abuse claims. Oh, shit. So this was the one in which Eric, the uh, Missouri guy that was uh, the, the candidate for, um, for the Senate representing Missouri, he was the guy that uh, is uh, getting getting smeared okay okay um because of these physical abuse claims um i i can't really tell whether or not it's false accusation or anything or, or, of that nature um that I, I just got wind of this story earlier this week and um there there's got to be more to unfold concerning that but i'll keep the story going just a moment allegations were first leveled back in April 2020, shortly after the couple divorced. Eric Greetens, for his part, has adamantly denied his ex-wife's account, arguing that if he had been abusive, the two would not have arranged a divorce settlement granting him joint physical custody of the children. <coughs> ex-wife's allegations, which were outlined in a signed affidavit, are part of a coordinated smear campaign waged by McConnell and GOP operative Carl Rove. <laughs> daily wrap-up of all the news and... <laughs> I want to tell you directly, Carl Rove and Mitch McConnell. Hear me now. You are disgusting cowards. And we are coming for you. I will no longer allow you to attack me and attack my kids and to destroy this country. <laughs> Oh shit, he fighting back. Country. Eric Greetens. I want to tell you directly. Direct directly, Carl Rove and Mitch McConnell. Greetens tweeted back in March. Hear me now. You are disgusting cowards. And we are coming for you. We are no longer going to allow you to attack me and attack my kids and to destroy this country. Fuck. So Carl Rove, I ain't heard that name in a fucking minute. Wow. So, Mitchie, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you Kentuckians, I do not know why the fuck you held your nose and didn't get rid of Turtle. Now, here's the problem. He ain't up for another fucking uh, nod for senator until, shit, 2026? This is, the, this is the turtle you brought in? And you knew this motherfucker was wishy-washy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, keep it going. Ooh. 
Neither of these details clearly suggest that both McConnell and Grove mounted a coordinated attack against Eric Breeden's Senate campaign. Wow. Related. Statement on my That's the affidavit. Let me keep going. Grove and Sheena Breeden's have denied conspiring against the former Missouri governor. Oh, bullshit. Of course they're going to fucking deny it. Deny all policy. You know? That's all this is. You know, and, and trying to keep the man from, you know, swinging the Senate, you know, not only just to the the side of pro-business, you know, which are the Republicans, apparently. You know, the... There is a rift. This goes on to prove that there is a rift within that party. And um, it just like the, you know, the Democrats, the Democrats, I like to call them. But the Republicans are going to have to contend with the fucking rift within their own party because there are, you know, never Trumpers in there that are that still have a bad taste in their mouth due to orange man. Okay. Now, let's see here. Speaking of Orange Man here, there are there's this Patriot Front thing that's going on though. Um, there's the uh, two who white nationalists arrested in U-Haul in a U-Haul. Yeah, some of y'all might have heard of this story. But I'm going to read this here. The, the two white nationalists in a U-Haul. Two white nationalists walked into a U-Haul and this is what the fuck happened. <laughs> Shit. They have ties to a notorious right-wing lawmaker. Let me see here. So two of the white nationalists arrested after traveling to Idaho in a U-Haul truck have ties to a right-wing former state legislator from Washington State. Um, M- Michelle or is that Michael, and Josiah Buster, two brothers from Spokane, were among 31 members of Patriot Front who traveled from various states to Coeur d'Alene, that's in Idaho as well, where police said they intended to provoke a violent clash during an Alphabet Pride event, which also drew an alternative prayer walk organized by former state rep Matt Shea. Shea, who was expelled from the House Republican Caucus after he was found to have engaged in domestic terrorism during the armed takeover of the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge in Oregon in 2016. Hell, I've been there a year after, actually. Uh, Back to the story. So they falsely insisted after the arrest that anti-fascist activists were in the U-Haul on their way to ambush him and his followers. According to Shea, he says, this attempted ambush from Antifa was thwarted. Um, And then this goes, this article goes on to say, Michelle Buster can be seen making jokes in a December 2021 live stream video from On Fire Ministries and the 22-year-old and his father, Matt Buster, read comments from the stage before Shea delivered a message. Investigators said Michael Buster lives in a home owned by his parents in Spokane, while his 24-year-old brother, Josiah Buster, lives in Texas with 23-year-old Connor Patrick Morant, one of the three other men arrested Saturday in um, Kootenay County. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, 
Um, I was hearing about some stuff that was happening in Kirtaline. There is this uh, this heavy right wing group uh, that was called the Re- the American Redoubt, you know, and uh, they're trying to uh, push back on on the wokeness that is spilled over from the extreme uh, left part of the left coast, you know, if you will, on over to smaller communities like uh, Spokane, Washington and um, other Pacific Northwest company countries, excuse me. I mean, no states, other Pacific Northwestern states like Washington state uh, in Spokane. And then also in, um, rural Oregon and and also uh, further inward, further inland, like um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I did see a documentary not too long ago about the happenings going on in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, there is this podcaster, uh, a part of what is called the American Readout, and uh, they're pretty much a prepper group, you know? And, um, you know, they're trying to... it. Is, is as much as they can try as they might trying to get rid of the woke PC ideology that is being pressed upon schools. And um, they did push back, you know, forward for that. And that's, that's an awesome thing. Um, But there's that, you know, there's the constitutionalist, you know, um, um, their wing of the, um, of, of the Republicans. There's also the, um, the more or less libertarians, kind of like the ones I, you know, pretty much identify with. I mean, no, we strongly disdain what the left is, but libertarians with a capital L, those motherfuckers are weird, bro. But, you know, shit, to make sense of this all, man, you're starting to see a pushback on the wokeness, but there are more corporate and establishmentarian factions within the Republican Party that are trying to push those pro-Trump forces out, you know. And um, you could also see it with this uh, gun issue, uh, the uh, the situation that happened in Uvalde, um, Matthew McConaughey uh, is a Texan. Um, he is from Uvalde, Texas. And um, yeah, albeit a celebrity, the guy is from there. But I don't know, man. He may be like, you know, the Austin breed of Texans. Because, um, you know, Austin is much like um, the San Francisco or L.A. of Texas. So when you see Californians moving from, when they talk about Californians moving to Texas, they usually come there to Austin because it has a vibrant film culture. And it has been like that since the fucking early nineties and shit. Um, if you guys have ever heard of um, um, Richard Linklater, the, the slacker director, the days and confused director, uh, school of rock director, that guy. He is from Texas as well. But um, Matthew McConaughey, of course, delivered this impassioned speech at the White House press briefing. uh, Talk about people are hurting. 
So what this says here in the article is that Matthew McConaughey gave an impassioned and emotional speech at the White House on Tuesday calling for responsible gun ownership in wake of the school shooting at Robb Elementary two weeks ago in Uvalde. The actor in Uvalde native choked back some tears during his press briefing. Oh, isn't that cute? Talking about one of the, the student victims killed in the attack and referring to her parents holding a pair of green sneakers, saying that the only way the child could be identified was her shoes yeah that's sad and tragic i do understand that the story goes on to say that matthew mcconaughey uh, uh, mcconaughey also stressed the need to invest in mental health care safer schools restraining overzealous media coverage but also the need for responsible gun ownership which is correct i do agree with that um being here in south dakota there's um you know, the gun laws here are very, very, very lax here. Um, I own a few myself and, um, you know, responsibly, I keep it away from the, the eye of any of my company locked away in a safe, you know what I'm saying? To keep any, you know, if, what if they were to bring children here, you know, and, 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 and kicked it, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to have your, you know, you don't want to have your, fucking blicky hanging around so that you know um, the wrong people get a hold of it and some accidental issues start to happening and so yeah i am indeed for you know say more responsible gun ownership but if you really look at it um guns do end up in the hands of these younger boys or these younger men Let's, let's just put it that way. A lot of them are in between the ages of 16 and and 34, you know, and um, they get depressed over the way, you know, life has been treating them and their parents have been treating them like a, a few of these shooters, like the one of out of the um, the uh, what's what's that? The um, fuck. Oh, the uh, Sandy Hook one, the Sandy Hook shooting, you know, he had shot a relative before going in to do his deed in that school. Uh, same thing happened with this Uvalde guy, you know, going in through a, um, a, a parted door and now they're throwing away that story and, and shit like that. But um, I'm of the mind that mental health care is important and not just to a certain demographic of man you, you don't want to send that shit to just white people okay you want to you want to cover the board and i mean from you know as young as 15 and you know a little older up into the you know mid-20s you know while they're in college there should be you know um a better understanding of mental health and how important it is to one person's to one person's overall health so that they don't do irresponsible and very fucking reckless things like this and when and and, and overzealous media coverage let's talk about that the way the media ever since the fucking uh columbine shooting you know there's, you know, pushes for, 
you know, uh, a, a, a locking down of of um, any type of gun culture and gun show loopholes. I do understand that, dude. But yeah, a lot of these mass shootings are from people that do get these guns from criminals. Now, mind you, and I'm also of a fair and balanced mind about this, the guy that did do the Robb Elementary School shooting, hell, that motherfucker had legally bought the guns, you know? So I'm of that understanding as well. Um, but mental health is, it, it needs to go a bit further, a little deeper. And you don't see a lot of that happening. Yes, there needs to be safer schools. Um, Enforce the laws on the books is basically what I'm saying about all that. Fucking fly here (laughs) on my screen. Fuck. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, the, you know, there's a need for safer schools. Now, you know, there not too long ago in the 90s and I was along I mean I was around to know that back then there were the the metal detectors now I didn't have them put we didn't have them put in our schools but I understand a lot of inner city schools had done this thing done this type of shit um there's that of course and then there's also um you know, police presence. And we've seen, I've seen police presence um, when I was going to school in the 90s and 80s in mostly the, uh, in, in, in my junior high or middle school years and also my high school years. I didn't see much in my um, elementary school years. I mean, I, I, I went to school in Texas as well as a child. I'm uh, Colleen, to be exact, which is the outer city of Fort Hood. And Fort Hood had its own shootings. And in fact, a lot of the, you know, the the the, the Luby's cafeteria shooting for some back in 89, or I think that was in 88. Um, there's also the two shootings in Fort Hood, one that happened in the early 2000s and the other one that happened a little later in the 2010s. And shit, and 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 when I would went to school back in the late '80s, yeah, I'm dating the fuck out of myself, ain't I? Like a masturbator, I'm dating myself, huh? <laughs> shit, what the fuck? But yeah, I was able to witness school stabbings, and this was between girls, girls fighting. <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Um, this it was a black girl and a white girl, and the black girl went and took some scissors and and stabbed the poor white girl and shit at the school and it was kind of scary i mean getting out of school and and seeing this happen and then a classmate of mine ended up as a missing child on america's most wanted about a fucking you know a few months after school it opened so um yeah texas got some some shit that they may need to work out over there Okay, back to the story, Leslie. All right, all right. So what McConaughey was saying, though, is that there are these are reasonable, practical, tactical regulations 
and responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. And these regulations are not a step back. They're a step forward for civil society. McConaughey reiterated comments that he made in an op-ed published Monday. He advocated for background checks, raising the minimum age to purchase a weapon such as an AR-15, red flag laws, and consequences for those that abuse such gun laws. He goes, he went on to say, is this a cure-all? Hell no, but people are hurting. Families are hurting, McConaughey said. This should not be a partisan issue. There is not a Democratic or Republican value in a single one of these shooters, but people in power have failed to act. So we're asking you, and I'm asking you, will you please ask yourselves, can both sides rise above? Can both sides see beyond the political problem at hand and admit that we have a life preservation problem? The actor also met with President Biden and with lawmakers on Capitol Hill um, uh, like a two Tuesdays ago from this recording. Well, McConaughey had previously flirted with pursuing a career in politics and considered running for Texas governor, but pulled out despite some strong polling numbers. And, um, you know, that he had said this about that issue. And I do understand that. And then there's another there's another Texas native, um, the first Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Ooh. Damn, she was sexy. Boy, well, she was Wonder Woman. See, you know who they should have had Wonder Woman be played by? Megan fucking Fox. That would work. That would fucking work instead of the fucking tall, lanky bitch that they had playing. But anyway, back to this shit. Do people really not understand reality versus fiction? I've often wondered that myself. That was Wonder Woman sweeping in to defend actor and Uvalde, Texas native Matthew McConaughey, whose White House comments on responsible gun ownership and stiffer access to military-grade weapons have been undermined by some critics who counter that the star had used guns in movies multiple times, which he has. Actually, the small screen's original Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, was sticking up for all entertainers and their push into social issues that matter most to them. Carter tweeted this reply to a Breitbart news post, a post that was not the first to point out on what some on social media say is a Hollywood double standard over playing violent or armed characters on screen than stepping up for the urgency for at least partial ban on gun ownership. McConaughey, a gun owner himself and other notables, have spoken up after the deadly elementary school shooting in Uvalde and what appears to be a muddled response by officials on the ground in the Texas town late last month. The Dallas Buyers Club actor also met with President Brandon this week to discuss gun reforms. The pushback against celebrities using their platform to get political echoed uh, criticism lobbied at NBA and other pro stars personalities who have been told to shut up and dribble. The Breitbart response also brought out remarks from Star Trek icon George Takai, who tweeted, and I've used the deadly phaser many times on screen, even though I'm not a nonviolent, even though I'm a nonviolent Buddhist. What's your damn point? <laughs> and I understand that. Excuse me, just sipping my drink here. Um, George Takai, huh? Hmm. Okay. Going on further. Also reacting showrunner and director James Gunn, known for sometimes bloody action DC and Marvel films, said Gunn, oh, not this fucker, 
But he goes on to say, he does say, sorry, there are violent stories and video games in most every country of the world, in the world. But only in the U.S. is it harder to sell a donut than a gun. No, that's not true. It's actually harder to sell a gun than it is a donut, especially in in mostly blue states. Let's, you know, be fucking reasonable here. Then this dude start, goes on to saying, stop conflating fictional guns in movies with these with common sense gun legislation. There have been at least 252 mass shootings through June 9th in the U.S. this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit that tracks gun-related violence in the United States dating back to 2013. That's the same number the country saw through June 15th, June 5th, excuse me, in 2021, the worst year on record since the Gun Violence Archive began tracking mass shootings. Defenders of individual gun ownership firstly rely on the Second Amendment, whose interpretation was upheld, some would argue, expanded in the more contemporary Heller ruling. And when they're talking about the Heller ruling, it's the Supreme Court uh, decision between Heller versus D.C. And in that, it was, in, basically, I'm going to sum that up for you. Basically, the Heller ruling said that it is one's individual right to keep and bear arms to protect themselves, even though the amendment says, to the letter, very different from that. You know, um, here's what I get out of that Second Amendment, and I make no bones about it, that it is your right to form a well-regulated militia to protect your state. See? That's what I'm saying. And that's basically all that was. I mean, exactly. But the misinterpretation... From the hell of ruling, I'll take that because I'm allowed to buy guns, baby. Woo! The article goes on to say that they argue armed, quote, end quote, good guys might reduce school shootings or that existing regulations don't work. Um, gun ownership also has a strong lobby in Washington, even with many challenges in recent years. Gun lobby, um, that's pretty much the NRA and its bullshit. You see, you got the trad cucks on the right side that says gun ownership is uh, is a, um, is, um, you know, ah, oh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. Rewind that back. You got NRA here that like to blame the video games, the video games, for violence of this nature. But mass shootings have been happening long before there was a Duke Nukem or a Doom or a fucking um, Soldier of Fortune and shit like that. You know, there were people that were going postal. See what I'm saying? So, no, you can't always say that shit. Back to the lobby. I mean, excuse me, back to this article, though. As for Carter, who played the hero in Hot Pants in the live-action TV series from 1975 to 1979 before handing the wheel to Gal Gadot for the big-screen version, she's found extra social media power with recent hot-budget issues. Carter lassoed both 
LGBTQ supporters and detractors with a tweet to kick off Pride Month on June 1st. Carter was responding to resurfaced media reports that Wonder Woman writer Charles Moulton had a non-traditional relationship with two women involved with each other, made a trio with Moulton. It is sometimes called a thruple. A thruple? A thruple? I would like to have a thruple with like two women. Two like Wonder Women concert. No, costumed women. Like two Wonder Women. I don't know. Anyway, let me get back on here. Carter wrote, if you want to argue that Wonder Woman is somehow not a queer or trans icon, then you're not paying attention. And re-reference the many fans who have told her Wonder Woman helped them while they were closeted. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to walk away from that. I know it's Pride Month, so you know the alphabet soup community is on their is on their motherfucking grind. Let me get on back here to the comments, though, and see what's going on. Yes, according to D-Man 50 and D-Man 50 say the U.S. interest rate just increased. All right. My man Hidden, also known as Meg TV, says, sadly... That only makes money expensive for citizens to borrow. Ergo, less purchase power. It does not affect foreign investments, which is the main problem. Oh, you're probably talking about the interest rate increasing. Um, That's not an inaccurate observation as far as that goes, Hidden. That is accurate. I do understand that, you know, that that, um, takes away the... um, confidence the consumer buying confidence when you know going out to the market there all right so there's uh you can't hear the secretary yeah well the thing is is that i did have tried to have the fucking um the the articles read and you know that shit didn't work out so fuck it we're just we're just gonna grind it the fuck out all right Carl Rove does look like a creep there, Hidden. I do agree with you. All right. Yeah. D-Man uh, 50 threw up the Cash App link. You know, yep, there's uh, the Cash App link in the chat uh, to support your guy with a little bit of cheddar to make the show better. That's all right. And you have to jump out. There go Outlaw. What's happening? <laughs> Let's get on to it, and then we can get on to some other segments, you know, for the uh, for the Odyssey audience. Now, we already see that there's. We already talked about the GOP thing, but uh, let's get into some red pill and motherfucking, um, you know, some of that, some of that men guarding their own wallets type news. You know what I'm saying? So um, let's get into it, shall we? And this happened in Ork County, <laughs> York County. It's about a Virginia teacher at Tab High School in Yorktown uh, that is accused of taking indecent liberties with at least one student. No, bitch, you you, you statutory rape them. Okay, and I'm not even going to pull back any punches because if the motherfucking genders were switched, you wouldn't be wording it like this. You wouldn't be wording it like this, excuse me. So let me get back on this there. 
The sheriff's office announced Thursday that Christian McAllister, a 32-year-old woman who lives in York County, was arrested Thursday morning and charged with two felony counts of taking indecent liberties with a child by a person in a custodial or supervisory relationship and two misdemeanor counts of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. So, basically... She, you know, probably gave the gave the kids some of them, uh, you know, some of those probably gave them kids oral. And that is fucking horrible. And also gotten two misdemeanor counts by um, giving them alcohol and drugs. That's what this shit is looking like here. Okay, so the high school website has this lady listed under the English program. The sheriff's office has not shared additional details, but said that the investigation started after they got a report of inappropriate of an inappropriate relationship between a teacher and students. No, man, just call it what it is. A motherfucking rape. What the fuck? I hate this. The couching of language, the the hold back of language that this article is pushing. I bet this shit was written by a Wyman, but I don't care. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. All right. At this time, the sheriff's office said it has only identified one victim of the alleged crimes, which they say happened in the latter part of 2021. An official statement from York County School Division public relations officer did not identify McAllister by name. Yeah, man. Why don't we just identify the chick by name? You know, Kristen McAllister, 32-year-old motherfucking chomo. You know what I'm saying? Let's just refer to her as that. That's some creepy bullshit, right? (laughs) And don't give me this shit where I wish I was, you know, I wish I was propositioned by my hot teacher. Don't give me that shit, bruh. Don't give me that shit at all. You know what I mean? A grape is a grape is a grape, you know, by any other motherfucking name, right? So let me go on here. An official statement from the York County School Division's public relations officer did not identify her by name, which you should have. However, officials say the allegations were immediately reported to the York Sheriff's Office. I don't think that they were reported accurately and, and, and more promptly enough, but let me get into it here. On the evening of Wednesday, June 8th, Tab High School and division administrators were informed of an allegation on unprofessional conduct. Unprofessional conduct? Unprofessional conduct? Oh, I hate these fucking PC words, man. By a school employee involving a minor. We immediately reported the allegations to the York. Uh, sheriff's office and turn the matter over to law enforcement. The York County School Division and Tab High School take the safety and well-being of our students seriously. This is their fucking, um, this is their fucking, um, what do you say? Their, their machine, their, their PR machine talking to us like we're stupid and shit. But I'll go on to say what they're saying. And they say, Our hiring procedures involve mandatory and thorough background checks and fingerprint clearance. We expect that our staff conduct themselves in a professional manner at all times. And any time that there is a question of safety or misconduct, we immediately investigate. Bull fucking shit. 
The division is committed to working closely with the sheriff's office in the ongoing investigation. The staff member would not be permitted on campus or any YCSD property while this investigation is ongoing and we will follow division policy regarding employment status. And that was the York County School Division. Um, and then they got this here, the fucking, man, I, that pisses me off. I mean, they should show the bitch, okay? Now, the uh, regular article there, you know what I'm saying? Let me try to put that up here. This is what she looked like, bro. This is what she looked like. Bitch, was it worth it? What the fuck? What the fuck? Now, if she was just any old girl I seen at the motherfucking carnival, I'd probably shoot my shot. She ain't that bad looking. But within this is really a creepy fucking person. Scum of the fucking earth. You know? And speaking of scum of the fucking earth. <laughs> remember this bitch? <laughs> oh man I haven't seen this bitch in a minute oh boy let's read it Amber Heard reveals the one piece of evidence she wishes the jury had seen Amber Turd believes there is evidence that might have changed things in her trial with her ex-husband Johnny Depp if it had been allowed to be seen by the jury oh shit in a new expert excerpt, excuse me, in a new excerpt from Heard's exclusive interview with Savannah Guthrie as a part of a Dateline special on Friday night, the Aquaman star, well, about to be the former Aquaman star, talks about an, an item she believes may have made a difference in the trial that ended with the jury awarding Depp $10.4 million in damages in the defamation case. There's a binder worth of years of notes dating back to 2011 from the very beginning of a relationship that were taken by my doctor who I was reporting abuse to, she said. All right. And then this goes on to say, the judge in the case excluded her therapist's notes on hearsay grounds. And there was a reason why the fucking judge, um, uh, Askarati, um, excluded this shit. Because... You are just giving an oral account to another person. Now, I get it. You know, it's your therapist, turd. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was your therapist. And, I, and of course, you had, you know, re revealed, and I put this in air quotes, revealed this shit to your therapist. And that, you know, was supposed to be... um uh, valid evidence in a court case, in a court trial. Look, bitch, this is not the court of public opinion. You fucked around and you did the man dirty. And now you got you got it back to you. Karma is a motherfucker, ain't it? Or is it a bitch that shits in beds anyway? In her testimony, in her testimony heard, 36, accused Depp, 
59, of physically and emotionally abusing her during their four-year marriage. Depp denied all allegations in his testimony, saying it was her who was the aggressor, which is true. The jury decided, the jury sided with Depp in its decision on June 1st. It also awarded her $2 million in compensatory damages for a defamatory statement about Depp's former attorney made about her. So basically, Depp, Depp got an eight, $8 million out of this. But, you know, that set this man back. His life has been made a fucking living hell over the past, what, six, seven years? Because of this bitch. And that's another thing. You don't fuck. No, he put his pen in the company ink, you know, because how they met. If you ever seen the fucking rum diary movie, this was how they met. This was the vehicle by which this, you know, romance or whatever the fuck you want to call this had stemmed from, you know, that's why it felt a little comfortable to him. You know, but then it came out to be this shit, you know. So let's get back into the story. Depp said in his testimony that he never struck a woman in that he never struck a woman in my in my life, according to him. During their interview, Guthrie, Savannah Guthrie, pointed out that Depp's lawyers argued that no women from any of Depp's prior relationships came forward to say he physically hit them. Because it never fucking happened. Oh boy. In air quotes, this is what Amber Heard turd said. Excuse me. Look what happened to me when I came forward. Would you? Bitch, what did you come forward with? Lies? You know? And insufficient evidence which kind of looked like a somebody taking an attempt to discredit someone instead of you know recording you know hard evidence as far as Depp hitting her I didn't see any of that in any of the video so what the fuck see I don't know fellas you've You've already taken the red pill. A lot of you have already went your own way. You're my audience, right? Love you much, brothers. Though you know that I know that this was, this was bullshit. And I know that you know that this was bullshit. Um, women, women and shit, they don't, they don't know how to distinguish the court of public of opi- the court of public opinion from the court of law in the court of law it's not what you feel or what you even know it's what you can prove <laughs> excuse me and she thought that what she felt or what she knew is what could have been what, what what could have been proven in the trial but that's bullshit let me keep going here the Dateline special, which aired back, you know, yesterday. No, hold on. Today's Friday. So this was last week, last Friday. 
Now, it features more of the conversation in the wake of the trial. Heard also talked about the role social media played in the trial, standing by her accusations to her dying day, which means she is going to take her lie to the fucking grave. And then there's her fear of new lawsuits from Depp, her response to Depp's lawyers calling her the testimony calling her testimony the performance of a lifetime, which it was, her feelings toward Depp now and what she will tell her one-year-old daughter one day about the trial. She is going to poison the living shit out of that kid with shit that ain't even true. And you know what's sad? That one, that daughter is going to grow up probably 17 to fucking 20 years later, right? You know, all her life, well, at least most of her life, dogging out her dad. And this is what women do, bro. You already know they do this. I'm preaching to the fucking choir. Oh, even more bullshit news I got for you. Ico, excuse me, Geico. Yes, the fucking insurance company. This was the topper of all toppers. This was pretty much the cherry on this shit Sunday we got here. Geico must pay a Missouri woman $5.2 million after she caught the HPV from an un, from unprotected sex with her then-boyfriend in his insured automobile, a state appellate court ruled. Like, what the f- In an opinion published Tuesday, the Court of Appeals for the Western District of Missouri affirmed that the multi-million dollar payout against the insurance company best known for its ubiquitous TV ads that feature a talking gecko. The woman, whamming, excuse me, identified in court papers only as M.O. Ain't that funny how, you know, the name was shortened? See this shit? That is evidence right there. In, in, in the statement right here, identified in court papers only as M.O., why the fuck does she get some sort of an anonymity for this shit? Had it been a fucking man, right? You all know this, fellas. I'm preaching to the choir. But for some that aren't red-peeled, some that maybe ignore me and just happen to catch my show, even though I'm shadow banned. This is bullshit here. This is privilege right off the top. Female privilege. You know, a lady getting anonymity in a in an in an appeal decision. You know, filing a lawsuit against a company. Had this been a fella, the name is coming out. The name is fucking coming out. And he'll be embarrassed. For all time, even though, you know, he was the one that caught the fucking disease. So there's something fishy about this from 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 the giddy up, right? But she said that she engaged in unprotected sexual activities in the insured's vehicle in November and December 2017, and that he negligently caused or contributed to her catching the human papilloma virus, HPV, a common sexually transmitted infection course papers had said. After Geico turned down her claim, M.O. took the matter to an arbitrator who found her in favor before the court affirmed the $5.2 million judgment, the appeals court said. 
Geico appealed, claiming it had never had a chance to contest the claim. That's fucked up. But Geico did have the opportunity to participate and defend its interests, including the ability to challenge the liability and damages by entering a defense of insured, according to the appeals court opinion, which put the word did in bold italics. The insurance company has no right, and it quotes, no right to relitigate those issues now in the appeal because you're in the appeal stages. I understand that. The company, based in Chevy Chase, Maryland, which is near Washington, D.C., said in a statement Thursday that the case will be ultimately settled in federal fucking court. Now, the story didn't say federal fucking court, but I'm going to say that federal fucking court. And federal fucking court papers, Geico has said that it never had any responsibility to defend the boyfriend identified only as MB. Ooh, they covered his name, too. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I stand corrected. For the first time in this fucking show. Okay. So both identities were, you know, um, covered to protect each other. But yeah, um, basically this shit is still fucked up. I mean, how can you sue an insurance company... (laughs) over getting a a disease, you know what I'm saying, in an insured vehicle. I don't see any fucking sense this shit makes, man. I'm I'm all fucked up there, dude. I I don't understand what the hell went on there. Um can't see, bro. Forgot to choose the source. Oh, well, at least you were able to hear me read the article. So, that's good. Uh, Hidden say, and this probably um, related to um, Amber Turd. She still wants to push Me Too, but Me Too is exactly how you lose a case. And, not only that, trying to curry favor with the ACLU in this shit. And the ACLU um, nominated this bitch as a, a, spur, a spokesperson. A spokesperson, you know, in matters of domestic violence and sexual abuse. What the fuck does that say about that organization? What up, Ronan? What up? What up? Meg TV, also known as him, he says, if it was a dude, the cops would rough him up, take a picture of him, and put it on paper front page. Yes, you're right. Still, even with the circumstances being what it is, I mean, the, the story did, the story, that story itself, covered b- the names of both people. Okay, now I can understand that, but if the man's name was revealed, that would be doubly fucked up, even though... You know, he became the one of the the butt of the fucking joke, really. I mean, you know, oh, man. Statistically, the HPV is usually passed from women to men. But, you know, there it is. All right. So those were those fucking articles. Garnet centric fuckery. Um, It's been a while in a mile, brothers. Um, 
we talked about that the the Charlie nineteen thing and the monkeypox thing, and we all know that the fucking monkeypox shit is is being a carrot dangled in front. And we're here pretty soon, we can't. We probably won't even be able to say monkeypox on this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Maharon says. STI tests for your vehicle will be included on your next emission requirement. <laughs> I guess now you got to wear a condom to drive now, according to Hidden. Yeah, I guess so, man. Like, what the fuck? I, yo, fuck. I, I don't know what to say about that one, homeboy. But that is some strange ass shit. Um, this, this Rony shit, we all know it's dead. DeSantis is already slapping the hands of the FDA trying to, uh, push this shit to babies. Um, the midterms are well on its way. Um, the so-called red tsunami or red wave, as they call it, is trying to gather up steam. But there's been story after story stating that more establishmentarian uh, Republican candidates are shitting on pro-Trump or pro-DeSantis type candidates that are going in there to, um, to shoot their shot for many of the House and Senate seats. And, um, bro, my guess is that, you know, if DeSantis is running... As a front runner, he might probably choose our governor, Christy Nome here in South Dakota, as his running mate. Or he may choose Greg Abbott of Texas. He may um, he may do something like that, something of that nature. Um, on the Democrat side of things, you got AOC. That's Alexandria, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, as we used to call them, trying to, you know, walk back some of her statements that are related to running for president. And the bitch is, you know, she's pretty much the counterbalance to what Trump was when he ran. The only difference is, is that, you know, they'll gain you know, populist support on either side, really. She's pretty much the new Bernie Sanders, except without, you know, the independent distinction. But she's a member of the squawk, as we call it. And um, she damn near got primaried, and the primary didn't work. Oh, boy, let me get the fuck off politics, bruh, and um, see if we can watch a... uh, in addition of that's what the fuck you get. I know I haven't done these in a long time. So if somebody put up the Odyssey link for my channel, if not, I'll put that up here in just a moment. And then after that, you know, after we uh, head out the show, I'm going to premiere this shit and we're just going to do this shit right on the fly. We're going to keep it live. I just decided to do it. This will be the part two of That's What the Fuck You Get. And I'm going to see here. Um. Oh, shit. I didn't make the goddamn video. 
<laughs> well, we'll just show that here. That's what that we'll just fuck it. We'll show some of that shit here. I'll preview it to you right now. That's what the fuck you get. You don't even need to go to Odyssey for it. We're going to do it right here, right now. And I'm going to show you an example of that's what the fuck you get right here, right now. I'm, we're not going to do things that make you go. <laughs> coming up Saturday, but um, I will be premiering a that's what the fuck you get coming soon. So check this shit out. So we ain't going to end the show. We just going to keep it live and rocking here on YouTube as well. Sorry about that. Make this quick. Um... Our discussion topic. <laughs> no, let me play that one more again. We're just gonna make this quick. Um, our discussion topic. <laughs> so basically, he took a fucking rubber band and fucking snapped it. That motherfucker's huge. So what is that? Like an exercise rubber band? I don't know, but that's what the fuck you get. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll show another thing. I'll show another thing. So, here's another thing. And this is what the fuck both people get. <laughs> yep. That was not a good fucking idea, carrying that girl on some wet motherfucking water. And and you both ended up fucking slipping. So that's what the fuck both of y'all get. So there's that. There's that shit. But um, the fellas' comments or concerns before I run along and go to the carnival. Shit, because I'm going to end it right here. I'm going to go kick it over here. I'm over by chats real quick and. Yeah, speaking of which, too, be ready for chat show coming soon. Um, he's been, oh, my God. Wow, man. I don't just, just motherfucker, just get this show off the ground. You don't need me to do it. But he really does need an intro to do it. Oh, yeah, Hidden. Um, that's another thing, too, as well. Um, the... Um, uh, I got a proposal for you. I mean, I got my guy. He's, uh, he was on the last other shows. Um, he's Chattels, son of Sam. And uh, he usually be on with me and whatnot in some of these shows. But um, he's got a channel out now. And um, what he'll be needing is kind of like some something like an intro. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you hear what I'm telling you here. Um, hopefully you didn't leave yet. But that's pretty much, you know, the long and short of it. He would like kind of like one of those uh, openings for him. And uh, I may go over here and show you where his uh, channel is. Let me see here. I'm going to open this up here. I'm going to go over to his little channel. If I may. I don't think the fuckers are going to let me, though. Uh, God damn it. They're not allowing me that that liberty to do it. Let me try it another way. Um, it's, YouTube really needs to stop with this algorithm hiding bullshit. 
Well, he's in my um, list, so that that I can access that from here, and then just put the link in the chat for you to view on your own and view for yourself. Um, there's his channel. I'll put this in the chat. So you gave oh so you um so you gave him your email and he never emailed you back. Well, he's gonna have to go ahead and email you back then. All right. The reason you didn't want to give it is because you don't check. Oh man, ay ay ay, what the. F- <laughs> No steady, big fellow. All right. Ah. All right. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, fuck that then. <laughs> Shit. You motherfuckers that came in here and tuned in late. Fuck it. I'm going to go to the goddamn carnival. Have me a little fun. Go get some motherfucking funnel cakes. Go home. Go on the butthole pucker ride and and all this shit. And have me a little fun and probably throw up on one of those spinning gravitron things. And hopefully, I don't become one of them things that make you go. I don't know. Maybe I'll um go ahead and get an episode done. Alright. But uh he's he doesn't even have a video there yet. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm like, why don't he just create some recorded content? You know, he don't necessarily have to do a live, but it would be nice for him to do a live. <laughs> Mr. Pliskin did the motherfucking <laughs> face of the Gravitron. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go on the motherfucking Gravitron. <laughs> Drunk dinner, motherfucker. Knowing I shouldn't be on no motherfucking gravitron. <gasps> All right. <laughs> Roundup is way worse than gravitron. You write about that. Shake your motherfucking belly up. Make your butthole pucker. Make your shit the wrong way. Kind of like one of them things that make you go. You know, you remember the motherfucking preview where the guy lifted up the chick and all sorts of motherfucking beans came out the motherfucking wrong end of his pants? Yeah, that crazy shit. And then the super loop. And I'm like, they better have a bumper cars. I love bumper cars too, man. Bumper cars is that shit, my man. I miss motherfucking bumper cars. Because don't get in my way because you'll be one of them things that make you go... Yeah, you are right, uh, Mig. Uh, t- uh, yeah, you right about that, Hidden. You do need something to work with, and no videos does make it difficult. So um, I, myself, and him will be coordinating with you to make that happen. And um, if uh, you go on to the, the next live stream, I'll do the show with him. The next live stream I do, I'll do the show with him. Not only will I have it broadcasting here on my channel, but I'll have it broadcasting live on his. So um, there's that. And um, any other thing you guys got for me to talk about before I head on out and, you know, have my little fun and, 
you know, get a little fucked up. So, Hidden say, stay off the bungee stuff. We had a kid go up, disconnect at the top, and he made it to the ground. No bounce. Ooh. Yeah, he became one of them things. One of them things that make you go. All right. So, um, speaking of which, uh, y'all stay safe. And um, thank you for coming back here to the show. And uh, there's always going to be the replay. Hopefully, you know... Uh, you know fucking who doesn't end up banning my shit. Because of the motherfucking intro. So um, that's what I'm going to go ahead and do, my man. And uh, you guys going ahead, stay safe. Have, you know, have fun responsibly, no matter what it is. And I'm going to go on the bumper cars and then... Shit, that is some tragic ass shit there, Hidden. He died right in front of the line? Oh, hell no. But let's leave this on a good note, though. Share this video. You got it. Don't forget to like. You got it. Subscribe and bang the bell. You got it. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. And one more thing, don't forget to check out the motherfucking uh, Hidden's Hideout coming on later on tonight. I'll, I'll, I may be there for that, and I may there I may be there with chat later on tonight. We can make that a plan there, Hidden. We can make that there a plan. All right, so that'll work. I'll just go in ahead and um, do that and um, discuss a little bit of that shit further. All right. And then um, as for me and chat, we'll be doing a live show um, next Friday. I'm, I'm going to coordinate with him and get that shit done. And then uh, we'll rock that out. Peace.
And by the way, I made that beat and did the scratches to that shit. Go get them techniques. Why? Peace.